0: It's This Week in Bourbon. I'm fired up. Are you fired up? Here's your headlines for July 22nd, 2022. Bourbon Women's Symposium details are in and tickets are now available. Adam Hirsch tracks down another counterfeiter who sold bottles through unicorn auctions. And Limestone Branch Distillery has announced the 2022 Yellowstone Limited Edition. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Welcome back, everybody. It's another amazing week in bourbon, but for me, I can tell you I am mentally exhausted at this point of bourbon because we've had a insanely busy week of, let's see, we recorded an episode on Monday for Behind the Pursuit. We did a barrel pick of Driftless Glen on Tuesday. We're recording on Wednesday. Plus, we're bottling 22,000 bottles this week, and that is
1: a lot of stuff going on and within 72 hours. More than 22,000. I think it's like well, probably 23,000, but 23, <laughs> give or, give or take a thousand between friends. Uh, yeah, it's been exhausting. <laughs> I started the week going to Bardstown bourbon company at five 30 in the morning, you know, beating the bottling team to try everything to make sure it met, met our expectations before it went in the bottles. And, uh, it's been a crazy blur since then, but the team at Bardstown has been awesome. The products look great. Bottling's gone smoothly. I'm excited for um the hit shelves. It's been a a lot of work on your end to get all the components there. And uh I thank you for that. And thank you one everyone at Parson Bourbon Company for being uh, such great partners and getting us uh, a great product on the shelves. Yeah, and I know we
0: we probably do ourselves more patting on the back and, and talking about like, oh yay, like talk about pursuit spirits some more, but you know this is this is a, a general bourbon thing, but this is definitely should I say pot, the podcast and bourbon pursuit is definitely all general bourbon but this has just been something that's been very time consuming if you want to keep up with all of everything that we have been doing this week go and check out our Instagram pages uh, you can see some of the new labels some of the new batch codes that we've came up with so there's a lot of cool things that that we've got working on but you know let's let's kind of look at the the broader industry i think the one thing that we've we've learned this week is that bartstown is still uh, crushing it when it comes to hospitality and everything like that. For anybody that's looking at uh, you know, getting into the, the vendor side of things or actually owning a brand, uh, it's just been uh, an amazing experience so far being able to go through there and kind of see that side of the coin, if you will. And I know that we've been able to see some other people walk through the doors as they're kind of giving tours to other industry people saying like, oh, well, this is where you can come and oh, there's the Bourbon Pursuit guys in our... Uh, in our conference room today so
1: yeah we've seen Shay from and john and them from blue run about every day and a lot of great people it's a awesome vibrant you know community that works there it's like it's energizing every time you go it's like everybody's just like amped up all the time (laughs) and shout out to everybody we met at lunch today
0: you know we met
1: a ton of great people at lunch
0: just yes. randomly sitting at the bar over at Bardstown by ourselves, and then all of a sudden people start sitting next to her. They're like, wait, are you those guys? We're like, yeah, what's going on? So, Yep, we're those losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all by ourselves. We are, exactly. We are not bourbon royalty. Please do not act like it. But let's go ahead and let's, uh, let's get on with the news. So I know last week we talked about Heaven Hill stopping their limited releases. They were going to try to figure out Uh, And either a new system or, or, you know, something along the lines. They didn't get really much of a reason, but this was something that I got as a private message, and it was an update from another Heaven Hill enthusiast. And he says, "I've been going to Heaven Hill since January 22nd for every Tuesday and Thursday releases. Prior in 2021, they were daily, and I've gotten there by seven-ish a.m. when the gift shop opens around eleven, and vouchers come out around ten thirty. I've gotten Elijah Craig 18. Uh, Old Fitzgerald 16, Parker's Heavy Char, which was only allowed once per release. He said, but due to problems in December of 2021, chairs were not allowed anymore because there was an incident with people holding places and a knife. Folks would come and put a chair out the night before and leave, coming back in time for the shop to open. And a new system seemed to work until the release of Heaven Hill 17 and Old Fitzgerald 17. People started lining up 12 hours before the opening. And if you weren't there by midnight, then you probably weren't getting a bottle, even though there was about average on 50 to 80 bottles per release. People had chairs, there were tents, and security doesn't show up till 7am to tell everyone to put away the chairs. But most recently, the 17-year-old releases added the additional issue of no restrooms for a 12-hour wait. You can start using your imagination. And people online counting, how many heads, thinking that they're in good shape, but around, around 10, people started piling out of cars and joining someone who was already in line. On top of that, some take an immediate crotch shot after their purchase and sold the bottle within minutes in a Facebook group for three to four times what they paid. Unfortunately, Heaven Hill sees all of this. As far as surprise offerings on the Connoisseur Tasting, I was offered an Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, a Parker's Heritage Orange Curacao, the Do Bourbon Bottling offers four choices, and some have posted this week that there are offerings at the gift shop, but you have to ask for the Parker's Curacao, the Toasted, or the Foolproof, and even Grenades. So waiting to see what the next cause is, but I sure hope that the Heaven Hill 17 or the Old Fitzgerald 17 or SRP are close to it if I can find it. But that was an update from somebody who has been kind of seeing this, which first off kind of debunks originally what I said because they had an ID system that you could only purchase like once a month or something like that. But apparently that was never implemented or couldn't be enforced. But I guess all it takes is uh, some people you know, peeing all over the sides of the building and pulling out knives to really, uh, sour the mood for
1: everything. Sounds like bedlam there. I mean just what's going on. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised there's Parker's cure still left, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> five years later. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, but uh, biggest yeah, flop of all time, but that's okay. You gotta, you gotta risk it every once in a while. You gotta fail forward, you know? yeah. That's what we do. It, um, wait,
0: it's great for old fashions,
1: isn't that what you're supposed to say? Yeah, it makes a great old fashioned, <laughs> yeah. It's good for cocktails. <laughs> that's amazing that I didn't think about people going, you know, we had done camping, you know, a long, it's been a long time, and I'm amazed that Heaven Hill allowed people to do this this long, you know, stand in line. I never was a fan of putting a chair, and staking your ground, like, and leaving. I, I just never thought that was cool. Uh, but to take knives and potty breaks, you know, out in the open, uh, thats that takes it to a whole nother level. It just people are – people just ruin everything, always. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that
0: one. I mean, you're, there is an etiquette to it, at least when we used to do this sort of thing, is that you could show up and you put a chair down, But as long as you didn't like leave the grounds, of course, you're going to either go back to your car, hang out in somebody else's, go, you know, have a drink in somebody else's car. Heck, you got to go eat sometimes. If you need to run to Taco Bell for an hour to kill some time to go eat, that's okay. It's not like you need to be glued to your chair the entire time. I think there's a, a point where people take it just a little too literal and far with it. But this is, you know, I've never agreed that you should be able to just, yeah, uh, you know, set your chair down. If you're gone for more than like an hour or two, then then you can start questioning things. But for the most part, I think there's usually a good camaraderie amongst the people, and at least when I don't want to say the OG days, because the OG days never there never was such a thing as camping. But when mm-hmm. you actually, you know, the early days of camping, it was a lot of the same people that were always there, and so you yeah. kind of you kind of built this, I'd say, a friendship, a, a friendly, a frenemy, I guess, thing because you're all going after the same kind of, kind of bottles. But you, you ended up kind of understanding uh, people and, and kind of knowing their story and stuff like that. So I don't know. I guess uh, I guess times change, and uh, it's the new the new breed of campers that are out there now. Yeah, bringing knives, just, <laughs> just shanking people. <laughs> bringing knives to a, a bourbon camp
1: out. We have progressed very, very far. Because they used to release those Parker, and maybe they still do, it was like Bourbon Fest, like every... Friday morning or something, and I, it, it, I remember it just be hot as hell, you know, and you're coming off, like, Thursday night at Whiskey Pig or something, just sweating bullets, and you, you, you know, and you saw everybody the night before at some event, and you're just all hung over, like just dying in line you know eating a mcgriddle or something for mcdonald's and yeah uh, you
0: got back at one and then you're up at seven to try to get there about an hour before they open and then you got to rush around to another distillery see if you can get all the special releases and stuff like that those were yeah those were the the the, good old days the good days of, of you're right the bourbon festival
1: releases yeah you don't you don't see that too much anymore i'll tell you what that That old Fitz Seventeen, man that that's worth camping for. That stuff's good. Yeah, it is good. good. It is good. Whiskey quickie
0: coming soon to you. It was actually so good. Ryan's like, I'm keeping this bottle. (laughs) (laughs) He took it.
1: I'm like, uh, normally I'm like, you can keep these, Kenny, but that one, I was like, that's Cecil's. That's Cecil's. (laughs) (laughs) So we know that the the bourbon
0: trail is turning more into an experiential kind of thing, and there's been restaurants popping up everywhere, but now finally there's a place in Frankfurt and they're picking up the ball and running with it. So Buffalo trace has announced that they are going to add a new tourism and dining destination in front of the existing distillery campus in Frankfurt. And according to the announcement, the spot is now a BP gas station and a convenience store. And it's right there on the front of us 421 and fair Oaks lane. And it's going to be repurposed. Buffalo trace now owns the property and the gas station will close in August. And according to the, re- the release, the new venue will showcase Kentucky Proud food and beverages. Which, mm. they needed to do something because all you had was that little shack that sometimes had barbecue. And then, if you were there for a barrel pick, they would order, like, McAllister's Deli for you.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, still, this is, like, not that exciting. Like, I mean, really, you want airport convenience food you know yeah like that's a i mean buffalo trace is cool but you you know make it i don't i don't understand Just doesn't scream Uh, like uh, like high end doesn't scream welcome come here welcome and hang out at our property it's turned into like a churn and burn type place and now it's even their food is like oh you want to chicken wrap it's been made for seven days and you know <laughs> it's literally like you are gonna have a teller you just put it under a scanner and take it out yeah it's like know. remember you, you ever gotten like a parfait at the
0: airport uh, yeah because it's like cement well it's it you know you get the granola on top but it's been sitting in the yogurt for four hours right. already so it's just mush
1: yeah and well and then it turns hard because it's went from mush to hard because nobody bought it for <laughs> yeah Seven days, but you think it's healthy, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. You'd, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of calories that's packed in granola and yogurt. Yeah.
0: You're right. Now Anyways. that you say that, You're. it didn't seem in this press release. And it's weird. I I don't know. Buffalo Trace has this magic fairy dust on them. So anytime they put out a press release about anything, it gets picked up n- uh, everywhere. But yeah, this doesn't seem, it seems more like a, a ham and cheese spot rather than a sit down, have a nice meal and have the,
1: you know, a... a Maybe we'll get those gas station hot dogs too. Yeah, hot dog drawers. Yeah, you just need a hot dog, a nice warming drawer, and you know,
0: just the (laughs) the the thing that's rolling with the. They're going around the carousel. Yeah,
1: tornadoes. (laughs) The what are those things called? You remember from Speedway the tornados? Oh yeah, no, that's not what they're called, right? I think they were, they were like,
0: they're almost like chimmy. Chim- they were like, they were like egg rolls almost, but they were, it's like a Mexican egg roll
1: is what it felt like. Maybe they were tornadoes. To, yeah. They were, they kill you in one bite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's keep moving on here.
0: So this is a, it's a very Louisville thing to do here. Um, and that is the the Catholic Education Foundation. I actually found this in a, a news article called The Record. So everybody knows that in Louisville, there's a, a big Catholic community. But the Catholic Education Foundation, they announced their inaugural online bourbon raffle, and it raised $105,000, which will be used to provide tuition assistance for, need, for at least 50 needy families this school year. The drawing was live streamed back on July 15th, and five individuals won bottles of bourbon, according to a press release from the foundation. Foundation President Richard Lickler said that the release, and this was a fantastic outcome for the Catholic Church school families, who are now reaching out for help this fall. The event alone will create Catholic education experience for 50 families who can't afford it. And they said that the foundation plans to hold the raffle again next year. That's awesome. This has uh, been some high-dollar bottles for only five I know, I was people what... to win,
1: and it's hundred <laughs> raised $105,000. So I get the record every week because my kids go to Catholic school and... I mean, sometimes I read them, but most of the time I use them to light my grill or start <laughs> that my fire. So religious, pit. <laughs> I know, but because uh, <laughs> it's like the only newspaper we get. But uh, it's true. I must have missed the the raffle. <laughs> it's up in smoke, <laughs> and it's now incense. Is what you can picture it as? That's right. It's incense. Yes. Yeah. This is right. good. Uh, let's get Catholic education around the board.
0: So we talked about at the very top is that the. It's the not miss signature event for Bourbon women from all over the globe. You can come in now. So, the Bourbon Women's Annual Symposium Conference will be held from August 25th to 28th at the beautiful Hyatt Regency in Louisville, Kentucky. There will be exciting excursions, compelling seminars, and of course, wonderful company. You'll be in for a weekend of fun with Bourbon Women. There are some other things that are in there, like there's the mix and mingle evening reception with nibbles and sips, a silent auction, sip and survey where you get to sample and rate products from all the sponsors. There's excursions that are sponsored by Old Carter Whiskey Company, Rabbit Hole, Vendome, Watch Hill Proper, Jephthah Creed, Heaven Hill, Woodford Reserve, and more. There's workshop sessions, private dining experiences where you can actually go and hang out with Peggy No Stevens herself. But tickets for members are $425 and non-members are $495. With all
1: these other excursions and private dining experiences are additional add-on tickets. That sounds like a lot of fun. We... I really want to get involved with this next year somehow because I love everyone on that team. Um, there's so much knowledge and such great people. It's going to be a great event and I'd love everyone involved in this. We need yeah. to somehow figure out a way to get involved. Well, I was honestly, I was I was looking
0: at the, all the events that they had going on. I said, hmm, what can we steal for Palooza next time? Because there's some <laughs> there's some interesting ones on here. I actually put it to our discord group and I want to give a shout out to Nicole that was in there. And she goes, I can tell you what not to do. And that's a nine o'clock start. <laughs> <So> <laughs> 9 a.m. Yeah, there's a 9 a.m. start for for uh, a lot of these. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. We're not going to have a 9 a.m. start. Yeah, it's
1: it's early. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. It is. All right. So our last news story, and this is a shout out to Adam Hers. You heard him on the podcast before. He is the man. Well, A, he started, I mean, he concepted made American Pie and the whole entire series of what it is. But he was also the guy, he is also the guy that works with a team to uncover counterfeiters across the country. It's just a, a fun little hobby he has. And so last month, they said tips on his particular webpage. you can go and look it up on Facebook. It's a public page that you can subscribe to. It's like Adam Herz's whiskey tips or something like that. And they said that led to the discovery of a Wisconsin man who sold over $18,000 in counterfeit bourbons via a Chicago auction house. The counterfeiter worked via familiar methods by buying empties, refilling them with cheap bourbon, presumably, and then resealing them convincingly. Like any decent con man, he first built trust with the auctioneer, which is unicorn auctions, by consigning legitimate low-value bottles for many months. And they identify counterfeiters names for mostly for public awareness when possible. However, but in this case, due to extenuating circumstances, they cannot release the the guy's name. However, they said that they alerted unicorn auctions and they took immediate action. The buyers and victims were contacted and refunded immediately. And it's important to mention that they did not find anything unusual about the way unicorn vetted their consignments. Any auction house can fall victim to fakes. And he said, I'd personally add that Unicorn guys acted quickly and responsibly, plus were receptive and friendly. Consider that versus other auctioneers who have evaded his calls, messages, and emails in the past. After alerting and refunding buyers, Unicorn contacted the consignor and counterfeiter, and once he learned of the evidence against him, he quickly repaid the auctioneer the defrauded amount. The faker is not active in any Facebook whiskey community groups. He did have a large Instagram following, which now he has purged all of his photos once he got busted. We didn't see any obvious fakes on his Instagram either. Evidence shows the perpetrator only sent fakes to the auction this past April, yet has been buying empties for well over a year. It's unknown if other fakes have been sold other methods, and they've seen a number of dusty fakers le- uh, recently. So you might wonder, on the secondary market, are dusties more dangerous to buy than newer whiskies, including buying from retailers and bars who source from private individuals? Well, the answer is No. There's the same risk with almost any bottle that has a non-custom seal. And Dusty's can actually honestly be safer at times, since it's often easier to spot something wrong on those versus a more recent refill, which has simply had its clear generic plastic shrink wrap band seal replaced. So by and large, the whiskey market is very safe, but however, stay fun and just stay
1: vigilant. Jesus, that's a lot of... It's amazing how much these, you know, Adam and all those put into fine and it's great i'm so thankful they do it and uh it's just a shame that this is a problem but this is why i'm so on board with like not necessarily nfts but like the what the the near field communications nfc yeah, yeah 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 nfcs yeah yeah that's what i was looking for because i mean that pretty much reduces to this to nothing but obviously with vintage bottles you're always going to be worried about that but um
0: yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's hard to think about that too because I mean I know you're on board with it, but then maybe we're part of the problem. We put clear capsules on on our bottles, right? We don't we don't follow that method, and maybe it's because we don't think that anything we're doing is is high dollar, high value. But but I uh, guess maybe fifty years from now, it might yeah, be. <laughs> it was like neither were these like JW damp bottles that have like eight dollars and ninety nine cents, you know, stamped on
1: them because they were from you know, the seventies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just be honest people, good god. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, like, it's I mean, it, it takes just as much effort to cheat as it does to do things right and you're always you can't get away with anything. And
0: if I'm 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 curious why the name wasn't revealed, I understand that they said that this is probably one of the only times that they have not been able to do that. Who knows? There could have been some threats involved that they didn't want to deal with. Who knows there could have been police action, legal teams, could have been involved and if legal teams get involved they want to make sure that it's you know not blown up yet so we this may not be the end of, that we hear of this particular story but it's you're right it, it is unfortunate that you see this but whenever there is money to be made people will figure out a way to defraud the system and they're going to figure out a way around it uh, it's just nature and, and what it is but uh, i mean you see it in pretty much everything uh, that's why you got to have some level of security to be able to take care of this stuff I
1: don't think you mentioned it, but did it say like the particular bottles or not? It really? didn't, it didn't say the
0: particular bottles. It just said it was done from unicorn auctions. So it's, gotcha. it's tough to know exactly, which rightly uh, so. I've, I've actually purchased off of unicorn auctions. I bought some dusties off of there not too long ago. i when I saw this, I was like, uh-oh, I'm going to better go was and check. Is that the but, decanters? Yeah, I bought, I bought a bunch of decanters off there. Uh nobody's fun those. Yeah, nobody's frowning <laughs> uh, some peed
1: decanters. You're right. Yeah,
0: Not worth it, my friend.
1: <laughs> no, it's a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let's take a quick break, and we're back with the bourbon release news. All right, everyone, it's bourbon release news time where you've got to know what's the hottest, the latest, the grainiest, the coolest, whatever it's coming out on the whiskey market. (laughs) So we can uh, we can tell you about it. You can I don't know, you can run out and find it for yourselves. And can't wait for the grainiest. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's there's some stuff in here. We'll, We'll talk about it. I think there's there's some interesting things. And let's go ahead and let's see see what the news brings us here. So there is a new bourbon brand that just burst onto the scene. Actually, this one's kind of well. I'm going to hold my thoughts to the end here. So there's a new bourbon scene <laughs> that just sorry, new bourbon brand that just burst onto the scene, and it pays homage to people who favor outdoor living and a satisfying drink. So Timber Wolf <laughs> Whiskey is now exclusively available online at timberwolfwhiskey.com. This new company, founded by Rob Thomas, is in the market for regional distribution. And Timberwolf whiskey is a 94 proof bourbon of what Thomas calls a distinctive, bold, peppery flavor for sipping straight or mixing. Being from the Pacific Northwest, our brand demographic is people who enjoy the outdoors, mountains, and nature. Crafted in small batches and barrel-aged, Timberwolf's whiskey ingredients are 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% barley, which they admit is a sourced bourbon. However, what inspired a Vancouver-born Canadian techie to create a new bourbon? He said the idea came to him when he was on a road trip and literally came up dry. While road tripping through the North American ski towns, I kept being disappointed at a culture that seemed to focus on cheap draft beer and cinnamon-flavored whiskey shooters, he said.
1: (laughs) Okay, Fireball. Yeah. I mean... Is this uh only at Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops? <laughs> Maybe <yeah. laughs> or REI the, or something. It's next to the lures over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just
0: saw that. I was like, I was road tripping through North American ski towns. I was like, uh, that's
1: pretty much like there's whiskey everywhere. I don't know. What I was you're just saying. in Colorado. I mean, there. <laughs> I mean, literally, you could take one step on the sidewalk and there's a bar with thousands of bottles every every five steps.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you can only drink this if you're a mountain man, you know, you wear flannel, you've got a beard and you know, you're really one with nature. That's really what their demographic is. Yep, Bear girl's whiskey. <laughs> I guess they, they could do that as a, a particular spokesperson, but yeah, this one, this one, it was just a, one. I, I saw that and I was like, well, everybody's got to have an angle. I guess that's going to be what you're,
1: <laughs> the hill you're going to die on. Yep. <laughs> I, I was just—I was crying, laughing the entire time you read that. I, I, was, I had to hold my microphone away. There's, there's sometimes I have to read these, and I just got to put a little bit
0: of um, some of that enunciation on there, just to hopefully they read this and go, yeah,
1: maybe this is a little, <laughs> a little
0: off the wall,
1: but I don't know. yeah, it's like, uh, it's like sitting at the board meeting and be like, you know what, we're gonna name it Ross and Squid, you know. <laughs> Uh, it just it just
0: brings so much history together. That's right. So speaking of Ross and Squib, Brothers Bond <laughs> bourbon has released its first limited edition release, and it's Brothers Bond original cask strength bourbon. And it's available oh, at a Reserve Bar. Uh, it's starting on pre sale and before that rolls out to retail. So it's launched in 2021, was Brothers Bond's bourbon, was created by longtime friends, and on screen brother vampire duo, Ian Somerhalder and Paul Wesley. It's distilled an age in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which we all know that's. No exists. way. <laughs> yeah. Never could, had any of that. Could you imagine? I didn't see that coming whatsoever. So the latest addition of the portfolio is undiluted, unfiltered, and uncut. Which I did I've see. never heard of that. Yeah, it's brand new. I mean, totally original here. And so this, it actually, man, I'm just talking in front of me. So Brothers Bond Bourbon Original Cask Strength is a limited release of 70 barrels. It's bottled at 115.8 proof and retails for a suggested price
1: of $80. Well, if you miss out on this, just get Smoke Wagon 178 and you'll be pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the <50 laughs> other
0: MGP barrel proofs you can find out there that's right though they i did see on ian's i do follow him on instagram and that's only because it just yeah you gotta just just keep an eye out and stuff and um, you know they, he's somehow he's got forty two thousand eight million 8 million followers and uh, a bunch of fire emojis on all of his
1: comments but he said that they worked very very hard on this blend I have to try it. That means it showed up in a tote from MGP. <laughs> well, and...
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it is it is possible that they could have done a little bit of blending. I know Fred had Ian on his show. Uh,
1: Fred was, uh, you know, I guess gave him some props. But no, I've actually heard really good things about this. So well, I'm sure it's good. Yeah, I'm sure. Actually, we I'm do have a sample kidding.
0: of it, but we haven't um, cracked into it. But, gotcha. But yeah. So if you're a Vampire Diary person, go and check it out. So there is a new distillery that's coming out of Brooklyn, and it's introducing the new flagship whiskey called Arcane Alpha. So helmed by CEO Brian Thompson and distiller Phil Morgan, Arcane is a new type of distillery that lives in the intersection of beer and whiskey. With extensive backgrounds in both beer and distilling, the team questioned every step of the whiskey making process to create a dynamic new approach that yields delicious results. So Arcane uses a vacuum distillation process and captures the intense malt flavors and hop aromas of beer, delivering complex and flavorful American whiskeys unlike any other. The The entire approach to brewing differs greatly from the traditional whiskey distiller, where the goal is often to maximize the content of alcohol in the distiller's beer. Rather, the Arcane approach is to make the most flavorful craft beer possible to produce the most flavorful whiskey possible. Using only premium malted barley and hops, The same ingredients you would find at a craft brewery and fermenting at a particularly flavor-forward yeast called Kivik, they brew beers that not only transform into great whiskey but also taste great on their own because many of the aromas and flavors of of beer are delicate and volatile traditional distillation would all but destroy them when boiling beer to evaporate the alcohol however under vacuum alcohol evaporates at a much lower temperature and arcane's custom-designed vacuum still operates at room temperature allowing the system to preserve and collect those volatile aroma and flavor compounds. Further, Arcane Still is equipped with three auxiliary condensers, one of which operates at minus 30 degrees Celsius, and is designed to capture exceptionally flavorful but extremely volatile compounds that cannot be captured in a traditional still. Arcane Alpha is bottled at 93 proof and retails for $46, and it's available for sale right now at
1: arcanedistilling.com. Well, pushing the boundaries with the... Distilling frozen technology, different t- temperatures. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. just I don't. Maybe throw a still in a freezer and see what happens.
0: Maybe we... Does <laughs> it do the same? I don't know. Fireball tastes better out of the freezer, so... <laughs> yeah, why not, it has to work. Why not throw your still in there? Yeah. Even though this isn't bourbon news, I did get this press release and I said, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's interesting. It's different. I don't know about using vacuum stills. I do know that... Uh, what, what's the... What's the the person from California that we interviewed a long time ago that uses a lot of their hops in their
1: whiskey? Oh yeah, whatever happened to them. Uh start with the C. Gosh, what was their Charbay. Charbay. Yeah, yeah, Charbay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't heard from them in a long time. Th- they still rocking? I mean,
0: I would imagine they're still doing stuff. They made a lot of noise a few years ago and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're right. We haven't heard anything out of them in a while. We should probably uh, probably look into that. That's what I'm looking up. But yeah, they were using a lot of hops in their whiskey and, because he was a former brewer and then went into the distillation side. So that's why I see that. And now, now we see this uh, vacuum stills. I wonder if it's a Dyson. Yeah, they're
1: still rolling. Looks like they're on the tequila now. Yep. Well, I'm chasing trends. Everybody's chasing that trend. <laughs> why not? Well, yep. apparently tequila is on its
0: way down. I heard agave is on its way up. So... And it's basically the same exact product, but, you know, tequila can only be made in tequila, Mexico, but agave right. can come from anywhere. So you kind of have that sort of uh, thing that's going to take off. I like it. Yeah. All right. That's, that was actually my own little interjection. That's not even a press release. That's just my own knowledge from <laughs> reading facts. facts. I'm finally, I'm finally learning something. Gosh, six plus years later, I'm coming away with some, some knowledge here. So this was one that we had talked about, I think everybody's talked about it now for the past two weeks, and that's uh, that's Hidden Barn. So coming from Jackie Zykin, so black barns are a hallmark of the rolling hills and hollers of Kentucky. At a time when distilling was a punishable offense, the black stained barns caused by a naturally occurring microflora that feeds on airborne alcohol would give way to anyone looking but to bust up an illegal distilling operation. In a sign of solidarity and community, Kentuckians would paint all the barns black to make the still barns look indistinguishable from all the others. And in this spirit of community and fellowship, a team of four friends and founders today announced the release of Hidden Barn Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. The initial release, available in stores later this month, is Hidden Barn Small Batch, composed of just seven barrels distilled by master distiller Royce Neely and expertly blended by master blender Jackie Zyken. Together with their partners, Nate Winger and Matt Denker of, sorry, yeah, Matt Denker of Colorado's 5280 Whiskey Society, Neely and Zykin are embracing the spirit of doing things the hard way with their first series release by putting process and quality above all else. Hidden Barn Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is comprised of distillate produced at Neely Family Distillery, and in the spirit of doing things the hard way, master distiller Royce Neely touches every step of the process from grain to aging, personally hand-collecting wild Kentucky yeast carefully monitoring a five-day fermentation using traditional Cypress fermenters, and personally distilling and hand-cutting the double-pot distillation. The the whiskey-made-the-hard-way series was fermented using wild yeast and is double-pot stilled, as I just mentioned. It was collected at 127 proof and entered the barrel at 110 proof. The seven barrels represent some of the first lots to mature under the watchful eye of Neely. To maintain the integrity and viscosity of the liquid, the bourbon is screened for sediment and sees no additional filtration. Hidden Barn Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Batch 001 is presented at an undiluted batch proof of 53% ABV and has a suggested retail price of $75. The initial retail offerings will be available in Kentucky, Colorado, Florida, and California with more distribution expected before the end of the year. And so, didn't say bottle counts
1: on those? Well, I guess say, it's... Well, it said seven ha- bottles. Seven, seven so, barrels.
0: Seven barrels. So you're going
1: to make seven so, my, barrels spread well, across four states. <laughs> it's yeah, not a it's lot. only like... Maybe thousand bottles for yeah. No, you're probably, you're probably
0: getting somewhere probably around well, fourteen hundred bottles at, at barrel at barrel proof. You're probably right, twelve to fourteen
1: hundred. So yeah. that is not going to go far in a lot of these states. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's highly anticipated because of Jackie and whatnot. So it'll be gone. I'm sure very quickly.
0: It'll be gone, and I, I think we should probably give ourselves a, a a minute here to talk about it because we have gotten a sample of it and since we're so deep into whiskey quickie, I don't think we'll be able to release it because it will not release for like three or four months at this point because of how backlogged we are, but we did have a chance to try it. And personally, and I put a TikTok out there with a review on it, not the biggest fan. It's definitely a very grain forward. You can tell pot stilled type of craft whiskey. Um, that's, my initial thoughts, what I got off of it. And, you know, it was for me, I, I kind of was like, oh, well, it was a, a bold move to leave old Forester and, and, and try this. So there's, there's two ways that this is going to go in my opinion. One, you've got the Zykin name and people are all going to be like, oh my gosh, like this is like, and they're going to find a love for craft whiskey because if you try this and you like it, you're going to like these very grain forward type of whiskeys or it could backfire and then all of a sudden nobody is wanting this and they just want the traditional stuff.
1: I don't know. It could really just go one of two ways. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just was diff, you know, it's definitely a craft. Like what'd you think of craft whiskey? Very grain forward. A lot of, it's just not like a traditional bourbon that we're used to. And so, yeah, it's just, if you like those grain forward notes, you're going to love it. If not, you'll probably, you know, if you're looking for Old Forster 1910 or, or you know, whatever number um, that you're used to from Jackie, it's probably not going to hit those, you know, hit those expectations. So it's going to show, you know, her progression, you know, working with different distillers and different craft type products. So this is the start and we'll see where it goes from here. And all else, just throw it in a toasted barrel and it'll sell too. Yeah, exactly. Just, Toast
0: it or mocha it, double it, whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to do, <laughs> whatever you got to do. All right. And our last one to talk about is that Limestone Branch Distillery and their master distiller Stephen Beam, who you've heard on the podcast before. He used to have a really rad mustache back then. Uh, he announced the upcoming release of the 2022 Yellowstone Limited Edition Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And this is featuring a delicately balanced blend of seven-year, 15-year, and 16-year aged bourbons hand selected by beam and aged in Marsala Superior casks. Marsala Superior, I know you're wondering, so I'll go ahead and feed you here. It's a, a chicken, chicken marsala. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, with a uh, uh, mushroom base on top. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a dry. I guess s- that's a wine sauce. I don't know.
0: It, it probably is. <laughs> I'm but sorry. Anyway. I'm interrupting you. I, it's okay. We need to do these every once in a while. I gotta 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 keep me on my toes with it.
1: Maybe it's is it is it gravy? Is that what <laughs> is it that this is? I think it's a like like you said a wine mushroom reduction sauce that goes on chicken. Yep. Hey, sounds good. But Marsala Superior is a dry, sweet wine
0: produced near the Italian city of Marsala in Sicily. And it's aged at least two years in those casks. It's a fortified wine similar to Sherry. So Marsala imparts tangy flavors of dried fruit, citrus, and often looking and used in cooking and served as a dessert wine. So the 2022 Yellowstone Limited Edition is bottled at 101 proof and sold in a custom-designed bottle featuring an embossing and a high-end natural cork and label featuring the 2022 Yellowstone Limited Edition emblem. So beginning in September, the full allocation of 10,000 cases, but there's only three bottles per case, will be available at retail locations nationwide for a price of $100.
1: Mm, Sounds tasty.
0: Yeah, kind of curious. Seven-year, 15-year, 16-year? Sounds,
1: uh, sounds interesting. And with some Marsala sauce. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to add a little gravy on the side. Why not? Yep. Sounds good. And then Fonte will give you a two hours talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll let you smell them and we will ask you, do you know why it's called this? Do you know where Marsala is? <laughs> uh, we, we don't. <laughs> do I answer this? <laughs> uh,
0: we love you, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. He's great. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week in bourbon. A lot of good news as usual. But stay tuned back with again next week because we always have bourbon news. That's what we do. We record every week to bring you the latest in whiskey news. But with that. Yep. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles.